0: This podcast on 97.3, The Fan, is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Happy Thursday, Pandres fans. It's time for the super-polished, yet-to-be-named Smart Baseball Weekly segment with Eno Saris. Powered by 7 Mile Casino, San Diego's premier card room featuring California Blackjack, Poker, and Baccarat. Just seven minutes from downtown. Yes! Here's Ben and Woods on the home of the Padres. 97.3 The Fan. All right, out we go to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Uh, Paul tells me Eno fighting through it a little bit this morning, so we really do appreciate... Are uh, you joining us here, Eno? Um how are you? First of all.
1: Uh, I got to get better. I yeah. got to get better. Oh yeah, this time of year. San Diego for this, that game. For sure. This On time. Like oh, I can uh,
0: hear it in his nose. Like <laughs> all right, we'll keep this quick. I just want to ask you a couple questions then. I did set up the the Joe Musgrove stuff and really everyone was pointing to some of the tweets that you sent out. Uh you know, comparing Joe to to what other pitchers are doing in the playoffs. What was your ultimate takeaway from, from the entire, as I call it, the ear flap uh, with the New York Mets on Sunday?
1: I think the best way to do it is this. when We had enforcement, right? Uh, we had enforcement where they all of a sudden were doing something different and checking the players' hands, and we saw uh, about a fifth of the league drop 200 to 300 RPM on their on their fastballs. So we know kind of what... Cheating looks like. And by the way, Musgrove did not drop at all uh, during enforcement. So
0: you know, you a have sign to that he probably say, wasn't doing anything beforehand.
1: Right. That's kind of you'd have to say that he kind of powered through when most other people quit.
0: Um,
1: and then, so he did his spin was up in that game, but it was up a hundred. So it's just not on the same scale. It's basically uh, like a half or like a, almost one standard deviation in, in math parlance. It's, it's not a big deal it's not an outlier um and basically his velo was up too and spin and velo are related spin goes up when velo goes up and so you know when you look at all those things in concert you basically said this is you know yeah he was throwing harder yeah he spun a little bit harder but it's totally within the normal range of of what he's done all year
0: you know, I know there's been some speculation that as the year has gone on, pitchers have kind of found a way to at least bring something back that you know maybe they can they can wipe off that the umpires don't feel as they come off the field. But it's not like what it was before. You can't just wipe spider tack off your hand. Something like that is is going to be felt when the umpires do that check, presumably. So we're not really still we're not in the era of a year or two ago. When pitchers were getting away with maybe some stuff that was out of bounds,
1: yeah, I mean, there's uh, you can see it pretty clear, clearly uh, in the Guardians Yankees series. There's a couple pictures there where you can see the big drop in the spin rate, um, you know, after uh, enforcement, and then a return, but not a return to where it used to be. So, um, you know, they used to they drop maybe, you know, as an example, like sort of 250 rpm and they've come back like 150 or so. Uh so the very the very top has been lopped off, but um you know, I think people are getting pretty ingenious and uh just finding something that's clear uh and sticky and uh and then being able to wipe it off with uh hand sanitizer or or baby oil or something on the pants. So you basically have an on-off switch. You have an on area and then you have an off area. Um, and, uh, you know, that's working for some people. You can see it in the numbers, but there's just no pattern like that for
0: Musgrove. Talking to Eno Saris, our weekly Smart Baseball segment here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, Padres, Dodgers. Uh, One thing I wanted to get your opinion on was the Dodgers, the bullpen plan and their usage and and how it appears that that Dave Roberts really isn't going to go with a closer in the postseason. He's simply going to go inning by inning, matchup by matchup. It worked very well for them in game one, uh, maybe not quite as well in Game Two, from a you know, come a, a sabermetric analysis. You know, it does. It makes. It seems like that makes a lot of sense, but maybe a little harder to execute in real life. What's your kind of take on that?
1: I don't know. I think we're seeing it more and more in these playoffs. If you look over in the Phillies series, their best relievers are Sirenti Dominguez and Jose Alvarado. Uh, they closed the game out with Eflin. Um, so what you're seeing is uh, just using your best relievers against their best hitters. Um, and I think that young pitchers uh, coming up now are just used to that. You know, they can see it. They're competitive. And I think that matters a little bit more to them than owning an inning. I think they're more like, oh, man, you're going to put me up in the eighth against the middle of their lineup? Hell yeah, like I'm ready to go. You know, <laughs> So, uh, and I think that we're also seeing – you know, just bullpens being treated as full units where they're just like, you know, we're going to be deployed. However we're deployed and we we have these outs to get, and that's our job. So, um, I, I don't think that people need, uh, you know, roles like that. The only question I have for the Dodgers is, is that bullpen deep enough? I think the Padres bullpen goes a little bit deeper. Uh, you're talking about Alex Vesia and Evan Phillips being very good. Chris Martin's okay. And then, uh, you know, Gratterall allows contact, as you saw. So, uh, you know, I, I I I just question if it's deep enough to take your starter out in the fifth or the fourth inning every time.
0: You know, I'm wondering how much um, how much you've looked into numbers when it comes to to umpire bias. We were just talking about uh, the Padres' umpire the the umpire scorecard, which of course is is unofficial, but their first five playoff games, uh, they're negative two and a half runs now. Some will point to conspiracy theories in favor of big market teams. I, I tend to go with the Padres have played all those games on the road, and umpires, as fair as they try to be, are human beings and get influenced by crowds subliminally, subconsciously, and and, and calls tend to go toward home teams in all sports uh, with officials. Um, that being said, now coming back to Petco Park, I would expect it to go the other way. It doesn't always work out that way. But have you kind of looked into that at all and, and, and how big of a deal – you know, those close missed calls, whether it's the ball strike calls at the plate, that how they do influence games, especially in short series like the playoffs. Uh,
1: there's a there's a really important seminal study done on umpire bias that found uh, some kind of ugly stuff. I mean, just about bias. I mean, some of it's normal bias towards veterans, right? Uh, just, you know, like Juan Soto at this point is a veteran. If he you know gives you an eye after a call, maybe you adjust. You know, he gets because. it.
0: I've, I've seen it more than other players on the yeah. Padres that Juan Soto gets those close calls that other Padres do not.
1: Because, because they just assume that he knows the strike zone really well. so that's that's a kind of a healthy bias, but they also found some sort of racial bias and you know ethnicity bias and, uh, and definitely uh, 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 you know a count bias, you know, letting people back in the count uh, at three0 and three one. Um, you know some borderline strike calls there, um, and then yeah, home away bias. So you know, some ugly, some you know just uh, run of the mill. Like how that's how baseball works, but you know it's human, and that's there's a lot of bias in it. Yeah, there was
0: an O2 pitch to Max Muncy in the uh, in the second inning last yeah. night that you that was curveball. A, a curveball that was strike three and ended up homering on the seventh pitch. I mean, it's a huge swing. When that happens, and AJ and, and Muncie said... Muncy
1: has that Juan Soto bit, you know, like M- Muncy is he, he's he's yep. got a Juan Soto eye, you know. So you kind of you kind of yeah, I think he just got locked up and assumed that Muncy didn't swing at
0: it. <laughs> you know, AJ Przinski, who was uh, who was doing the game on FS One, says, "Well, sometimes you know you'll even fool the umpire with a good pitch." And I tweeted, "Okay, that's the only argument I need for the electronic strike zone." You know, you can't. <laughs> If if the pitchers are fooling the umpire, what are we doing here? <laughs> the, you know
1: the, uh, the you know when we looked into the numbers, uh, the the thing that 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 the machine would get most often over the human uh, are balls that go from ball to strike, so pitches that go from ball to strike, so front door, uh, top of the zone, bottom of the zone, like ball to strike pitches don't get called. Uh, so you know that is that is a human bias there.
0: All right, um, last thoughts, and then we'll let you go. And I appreciate you, you fighting through this. You know, it sounds uh, – I really do appreciate it. Uh, as they come back to Petco Park with Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove on the mound, and then Tony Gonsolin uh, has been named the starter for game three, not knowing what, you know, they're going to be able to get from him. He's only pitched two innings since August. What's your kind of analysis at, at where this series stands and, and what we should look for?
1: I mean, I think uh, they did what they had to do. They took one game in LA. And, uh, I, you know, I know Tony Gonsolin's had a really great year and, you know, Blake snell went up and down, but to me, the pitching advantage goes to Padres here. And it's not just, uh, just the starting pitchers. It's the fact that Tony Gonsolin may not go deep and now we're going to have to see, uh, you know, how many outs he can get. The one wild card is Dustin May. If he brings in Dustin May in the third or fourth, uh, that that guy is just that guy's ridiculous. Um, so that'll make it tough. Could be a long scoring matchup where, you know, Blake Snell goes long uh, ish, you know, six innings with 130 pitches, <laughs> and uh, but they keep it really close. So I I think that uh, the Padres are looking pretty good right now.
0: May is ridiculous. Padres beat him twice down the stretch. Somehow though, uh, Eno, please get better because we would love to see you out. Uh, with listeners and partying in the gas lamp if this playoff run continues. And uh, we'll talk to you I'm next week. I'm coming
1: down on Friday. I'm coming down to San Diego. i be at the game on Friday. All right, all right. fantastic. Attending, all right. As a, it, attending as a fan. All right, uh, tomorrow
0: that. is the day. And if you're here real early, we'll be at Punchbowl Social in the East Village doing our show live. Eno Saris on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads.